0: Welcome to the quality of love podcast. I am your host, Tyrone Dixon, nationally certified life and relationship coach, husband, father to two beautiful princesses and CEO and founder of a Rose through concrete consulting. Thank you guys for taking the time out to listen in with us tonight. We really appreciate it tonight. You guys have made it to another Wednesday episode, so we got another big Wednesday episode where we'll be answering your questions and, of course, giving you that Wild Love Wednesday shout out as well as the quote of the day. Today's quote comes from, and I got to be perfectly honest with you guys, there's three people it may have came from. I've been saying it so long that I don't even remember which one it is, but it's either my biological mother, my godmother, or my aunt. And I say it's one of those three because I spent a lot of my childhood with those three women and in their homes. And they they, all three of them have come up with some amazing quotes that I've continued on well into my 30s. But this quote was from one of them. So uh, they get credit for it. It's again, one that I use probably on a daily basis, I'd say at this point in time. But it goes in order to grow through something, you have to go through something. Again, that quote is in order to grow through something you have to go through something and anytime I get in a situation where I find myself extremely frustrated either by my actions or the actions of others I always use this quote and the idea behind it is life is not going to be smooth right life is not going to be the smooth road that we ideally would like it to be there's going to be a lot of bumps and bruises that we take along the way but the the key is to understand that there's always a lesson within the trial, within the tribulation. So you got to go through it in order to grow through it. So that's one of my favorite quotes. Like I said, you guys are more than welcome to use it. I don't know who to give credit to for it, but I like it. So in order to go grow through something, you have to go through something. That brings us to our questions. Our first question for today was received via inbox. And this question is, I had an affair. I didn't end it like I said I would. My husband found out and he doesn't trust me. How can I prove my husband to my husband I have no contact with the guy and I ended the affair for good? Whoa, that's a loaded one. I think... Um, and again, I'm a firm believer in second chances. I'm a product of second chances in life. I think that that seal of trust was broken in a relationship, quite frankly, right? So whenever you step outside of your relationship, whenever you have an affair with someone, whether that's a man having an affair with a woman, or a woman having an affair with another man, there's a seal of trust that that's in that relationship that's broken. And if he caught you lying about ending the affair, there's probably some pretty deep seated trust issues there. I would invite you guys to go to therapy um, and have very, very frank conversations about why you cheated. There may be something that, that you're unaware of that Happened in a relationship that rubbed you the wrong way that may have offended you or it could have reminded you of an ex-partner or to be frank, your your husband may not be pleasing you in some way, shape or form, whether that's having conversations with you or in engaging in sex as often as you like. Either way, my invitation with you to you both would be to go to therapy and just have a third person be able to take everything you guys have to say on. So I'm sure he has some frustrations. It's very, very difficult for a man to express his emotions, especially when he's been deeply hurt. So I would go or you know what? I would change that. I would allow him or invite him to go to therapy on his own so he can be able to vent without uh, without you listening in on him. Then I would invite you to do the same, go to the same therapist. Have a venting session without him Being able to listen in and then I Would come together at some point in time After the therapist has Deciphered what's going on in the relationship And if the relationship at this Point is salvageable They Therapists are really really good at that Especially when we talk about marriage and family therapists I've met several um, Throughout my life and if you want to inbox me I'll I'll send some information over to you But I know that, that marriage Therapists and family therapists are excellent At taking your story and kind of bridging them together and find a bridge. But ultimately for you, it may not even be something that you can do, right? It might be just a a deep trust issue with him. And that's something that you're going to have to deal with. I also invite you to go back and and check out the Dealing with a Cheater or surviving a cheater episode, there's a lot of things in there that I think would be helpful for you. For um, you, Most importantly would be just understanding that he's going to come along at his own pace, especially when that seal of trust is broken. So understand that. And again, I would invite you guys to go ahead and um, have some therapy sessions. There's nothing wrong with that. Question number two, receive via email is, A close friend of mine is dating someone who isn't exclusive to her, yet she remains exclusive to him. She knows, why does this picture feel wrong to me? Is she being selfless for the wrong reasons? Once again, a close friend of mine is dating someone who is not exclusive to her, yet she remains exclusive to him. She knows, why does this picture feel wrong to me? Is she being selfish for the wrong reasons? I think your friend is setting herself up for failure, to be quite frank. If you're making yourself exclusive to someone And they've not shown the signs that they want to be exclusive to you. That's opening a door or leaving the door open for you to get hurt right now. I know the term friends with benefits is tossed around a lot, especially nowadays with the the limited um, willingness to commit to another person or commit to another party. But my um, my fear comes into play when you say that she's exclusive to him. Because if she's only exclusive to him and he's not exclusive to her, that leaves the door open. And I don't need to tell you, uh, I'm sure your intuition is telling you this, but as men, whenever you leave the door open for us, that is a sign that we can have our cake and eat it too. So if you've never heard the term, have your cake and eat it too, from the perspective of anyone, it simply means that we can do what we want in the relationship and not be held accountable. Right. So that's my fear. I definitely understand you as the close friend feeling like there's this just doesn't seem right or doesn't feel right. I wouldn't feel right either as that person's friend. But at the end of the day, they're going to make their own decisions. And let's just hope that your friend does not get hurt by making herself exclusive to someone that is not exclusive to her. Question number three. My boyfriend slept with one of his female friends after we met, but before we started dating. We weren't exclusive yet, but when asked, he said he never slept with anyone after he met me. Now she wants to hang out with both of us. Am I allowed to be upset? So just to paraphrase, her boyfriend slept with one of his female friends before they were together or commit in a committed relationship. And now the female friend wants to hang out with them and she wants to know if she's allowed to be upset. I would say you're allowed to feel whatever you want to feel, right? So whatever emotions that you feel, you're allowed to feel them. What I would invite you to do is express them in a healthy manner, right? Speak to your boyfriend, let them know kind of how you feel about the situation. If you're uneasy about the situation, I would also have that conversation just letting him know that you you don't feel comfortable having her around or with her being around, especially since he wasn't completely forthright with it. Um, I don't really know why the friend would want to hang out with you guys anyways. Uh I, I've always firmly believed that that third wheel is pretty bizarre, right? It, it makes a relationship awkward. It makes dating awkward. So I would talk to him and and see why he would want to hang out with her and you and kind of get to the bottom of that. Either way, when it comes to you feeling upset, I think you have every right to be or feel upset. I would also invite you to have a conversation with him because as you go on, especially not having the question answered, that's where you start to kind of feel a little resentment towards him and try to piece piece the puzzle together on your own. So you start asking yourself questions like, why would she want to come hang out with us? Why would he lie? And then... Your mind just kind of rolls and keeps running after that. So have the conversation. And yes, you're allowed to be upset. I also think it's it's a little weird that she wants to hang out with both of you guys as well. Question number four is I dated a guy for almost a year. I visited him in his office. His colleagues asked asked him, excuse me, about me. He said it. I am his sister. Even when I visited him in his house, he couldn't introduce me to his sister. I really love him. What can I do? All right. So it sounds like this woman is having some issues with um, identity or being introduced when it comes to her boyfriend who she's dated for almost a year now. My invitation to you would be to have a frank conversation with him as as tough, tough as it can be and as awkward as it can be to have a very tough conversation with someone about where you stand in their life. I think it's very important for role clarification, right? So he's identifying himself as your boyfriend. It sounds like when you guys are behind closed doors or when you guys are alone, but whenever you guys are in a public setting like his office um, or going around his family, he's treating you as if you're just a buddy or a friend, right? That can be very, a very, very dangerous spot to be in a relationship because there could be several factors at play. Number one, he's kind of scared to introduce you as his girlfriend. Or number two, he doesn't quite know how to introduce you as his girlfriend. So he'll go on continuing to introduce you as a friend or a sister or someone. It, it just seems better to introduce you as from his perspective. And again, that's dangerous because now in his mind, he's not he's not fully full blown committing to you and he's leaving a door open. Like I said a little earlier um, with that answer to question number one, there's there's so much gray area that falls in relationships. You need to have conversations and very frank conversations, uh, to be honest with you. About where you stand in another person's life, especially when it comes to situations like this, where you're being introduced as a sister or a friend and you have it the thought in your mind or you believe that you guys are dating and you are exclusively committed to one another. Like right? there's a lot of gray area with not having conversation in your situation. And I would definitely invite you to have a conversation with him and just ask, where do you, what do you see me as? Where do I stand as stand out as in your life? Am I your girlfriend? Because I see you as my boyfriend and I see you as someone who I am exclusive with and who I am in love with. Right. So you put your feelings and put it all out there on the table and see what he says in his reaction. Right. If he reacts in a way that's negative or reacts in a way like, oh, I don't I don't see you as a girlfriend then that's good because now you know where he stands. Right. So either way, clear the elephant in the room and just put put all your cards on the table is my invitation to you. Question number five is how can I date my ex ex's younger sister since I've already fallen in love with her? Again, that question is, how can I date my ex's younger sister since I've already fallen in love with her? Um, That is a slippery slope, my man. I got to admit to you, I would. Be cautious with that situation, because that could cause a lot of riffles in the family. And if the younger sister is very close knit to the family. Right. So if they have really, really good relationships and they find out that you're dating the younger sister, that could cause her to be ostracized or to be frowned upon in their family. Right. If you really, really are committed to this this other woman or the younger sister, I would first have a conversation with the ex. That's where I would go with it. I would have a conversation with her and I would explain all the things that you feel about the younger sister and explain why you will be better for the younger sister than you were for her. Because I'm sure there were some things that went wrong. That's why she's your ex, obviously. Some things that went wrong in the relationship, some areas that both of you guys could have done better on. I would invite you to have a conversation with her centered around that, letting her know that you're you're fully committed to her sister and doing better for her sister than you did to her. Because if you are someone's ex, I'm pretty sure you, you've... you've You've been talked about in a bad manner at some point in time um, to the family. So the family might already have an opinion of you. And if you've fallen for the younger sister, you might be spending that opinion in a, in a more negative way. Right. So I would invite you to have a conversation with her with your ex and let her know where you stand and how you're looking to improve upon your mistakes that you made with her, with the younger sister, and you're a better person and will be a better person for her. That's all we have for this week in terms of questions. Guys, remember, you're always more than welcome to hit us up at TQLP20 at gmail.com with any questions that you guys have for our Big Wednesday episodes. Again, that email address is TQLP20 at gmail.com. Or you guys are more than welcome to hit us up on our Facebook page, The Quality of Love Podcast, where we will answer your questions anonymously on our Big Wednesday episodes. That brings us to our Wild Love Wednesday for today. Our Wild Love Wednesday shout out for today goes to my maternal grandmother. Her name is Minnie Jewel Robinson. We call her Grandma Minnie. Oh, man, I cannot tell you guys how much my maternal grandmother has meant to me. But I, I'll keep it brief. Uh, when I was younger, right, my maternal grandmother would always, uh, Grandma Minnie, I'm just going to call her Grandma Minnie, Grandma Minnie would always be praying, right? So she was a person that, that constantly prayed always. And I would always think to myself, like, why in the world does this woman pray all the time? She's always saying, thank you, Jesus. I appreciate you, Lord. Thank you for the gifts, and so on and so forth. And I'm like, why, why does she pray all the time? Finally, when I was like, probably about 14, 15, I mustered up the courage to ask my grandmother, Why you pray all the time, right? I'm like grandma. Why you pray so much? Like you, you are quite often praying, and I've always remember you praying. And her response was, "I pray so that I'm covered at all time by the blood of God and blood of Jesus." And when she said that, I'm just like, "Oh, whatever." Being a naive 15 year old young man, I'm like, "Okay, um, if that's the answer you want to give." But as I've gotten older and as I've I've grown and drawn deeper into my own faith, I always think her. just with her yesterday. And I think thanked her for being someone that wasn't afraid to say what the Lord had done for her out loud and wasn't afraid to pray often and pray on a regular basis because believe it or not, fast forward all of these years, I do it myself, right? Um, there are times where I just I just bust out. Thank you, Lord. I appreciate you, Lord. I Thank you. Thank you for doing this for me. Thank you for covering my family. Thank you for protecting us. And when I do these things, I always think back to my grandmother and and how she was just so unapologetic with their prayer. And I appreciate her for that. So Wild Love Wednesday today goes to my grandmother, Minnie. Thank you so much, Grandma, for staying prayed up, for teaching me the value of prayer and also holding me accountable at a very early age where a lot of people didn't. Right. I'll always appreciate that, Grandma. I love you. And I cannot wait to party with you on the 15th of August. That's all we have for our big Wednesday episode today. Again, don't forget, you guys are always more than welcome to hit us up at TQLP20 at gmail.com with any questions that you guys have for our next big Wednesday episode. Also, before I get out of here, I want to say thank you guys so much. Everyone that's listened, that's downloaded, that's subscribed. This podcast has been amazing. Um, It's been amazing for me. It's been an eye-opening experience. I've gotten involved in so many different communities. I've gotten nominated for awards. I've been featured in a magazine. Just thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for your feedback. Thank you guys for your reviews. We really, really appreciate it. We definitely want to keep this thing going in the right direction. So feel free to, to leave a review if you have not yet. A comment, a rating, any of those are always appreciated. And as always, remember the quality of love and relationship that you guys have in your life will determine the quality of your life. Peace and love.